What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kyle Thumb, and this is the Solar Growth Podcast. And today, our podcast is brought to you by my company, which is solarboom.io. Everything that your solar business needs to go boom. If you have any interest in marketing or other resources that can help solar sales pros, make sure to check out solarboom.io. And now, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? This is the Solar Growth Podcast, a podcast designed to help solar professionals to grow their business and close more deals. My name is Kyle Thumb with CleanEnergyMarketing.com, and I am your host who interviews top sales and marketing professionals to get the inside tips and strategies that are currently working in the solar industry. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is Kyle Thumb with Clean Energy Marketing. Um, this is Solar Growth Podcast number 14, 13. I, I got to really look up the numbers before I do these things. Uh, but today I'm talking with Andy Black, and this is a unique conversation because number one, Andy's the first international guest I've ever talked to. And uh, number two, he's also not really that familiar with the solar industry, but what he's an expert on is everything to do with Google ads. And I'm excited to, to talk to him today. Andy, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Um, I know it's late where you're at. Can you, can you tell people a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nine o'clock here, but I kind of do an evening shift anyway, because I talk to people in, in Australia or in, in the US quite a bit. Um, yeah, I've been doing Google ads since 2009. I initially started helping a friend who's actually now my brother-in-law. He was an electrician. He kind of lost all lost all his work in 2009 when the economy tanked. Um, I was trying to learn how to build websites, and I got a website built, and then nothing happened because building a website doesn't mean anything. You've got to get people to the website. And I was trying to learn SEO. I found about SEO, search engine optimization. It's getting ranked for certain words. Oh, okay, let's try that. I got a book. I was reading that, and a Google Ads voucher fell out of it. Um, it was like 50 euros, I think. So we put that in. And then I remember him ringing me going, Andy, I've had a phone call. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So that was in 2009. So he's still going strong. Um, his campaigns are still running since 2009, which is great. And I just love it. It's, it's great fun because I get to literally keep a roof over people's heads, you know, for some people. That's what I did with my brother-in-law. Um, you know, he had a wife two kids, a baby on the way, and he had to hand his van back as an electrician. So, you know, by the time I got to him and said, look, I, I, I want to learn how to build websites. Will you be my guinea pig? Um, he was in dire straits, really. So I managed to help him turn it around. And that's kind of what I like doing is, uh, is, is actually helping business owners get more phone calls and have, you know, if it, if it works and the, ide- and the ideal, obviously, if it works and the, the business owner goes, oh, my God, I'm getting phone calls. This is brilliant. You know, that's that's that, that's fuel for me i like doing that so that's why i'm still doing it 10 years later yeah we there's actually quite a bit that we have in common there um one of the things being that i started in like web design and i was doing seo and i was helping all these small businesses and uh now i've kind of settled more on um facebook advertising but not only facebook advertising but facebook advertising for a very specific industry uh, but I think it's kind of more uh, of the entrepreneurial aspect that kind of attracted us to it. But I can't. So that's incredible. You, so you've been running campaigns for your brother-in-law now for what, 11 years? Yeah. Yeah. And 
it's pretty pr- pretty much the same campaigns. I mean, over over those years, Google's ads have just got bigger and bigger. Like the yeah. organic listings have disappearing off the bottom of the page. You know, it's all mm-hmm. ads at the top, almost pushing everything down. So just for that, so you make your ads bigger. Otherwise, the competitors' ads are bigger. But washing machine repairs Dublin is still the same search term that most people type in. Yeah. Or cooker repairs Dublin. That's what exactly, you know, so it's not the same person doing the search each month, but it's the same mindset. So with Google ads, if you, if you can get it up and running and dialed in, it should keep running every month because, you know, each month is a different person or each week is a different person doing the same search. And of course with the same search term, it's a very similar research intent. There's a similar reason why they did it. Whereas with Facebook ads, I I believe, because I don't run them, that you kind of have to keep refreshing the ads and changing them a little bit because they're showing in front of the same people all the time. Um, I could be wrong there, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's accurate. So Facebook ads are um, different from Google ads are more expensive, but Google ads are typically a higher quality type of person because they're actually actively searching for whatever it is that you're selling, assuming that you set them up at least somewhat properly. Uh, Facebook is more about interrupting people that might be interested in what you have and then kind of doing that. So yeah, I mean, they're completely different. Um, And uh, Google is just one that is uh, just the price difference is uh, I think Facebook ads are a lot more work, but the, the cost is what keeps a lot of people from going to Google. So tell me the last 11 years, like you mentioned, you've had that kind of same campaign running. What, what is the, the pricing? Like how, how much has it increased in that type of, in that span? Um, he's still playing probably 80 cents a click. It's still dirt cheap. His, his account is probably the best running account I've got. Um, he's got like 30, 40% click through rate on the ads. But oh, what man. we've done, um, what we've done for him is gone right. Okay. So local lead gen, if you're a business owner providing a service in a certain location and you might provide 10 services. So like for solar, so people might be looking for solar panel installers, solar panels, solar panel companies you know, solar panel contractors, they might be typing in all those kind of words. And then the location that they're looking to find somebody in, and it could be the state, it could be the county, it could be the town or city if it's big enough. And if you are a solar panel installer, and you serve a particular city, then you bid on solar panel installers city name, solar panel company city name, solar panels, city name, like solar panel city name might be slightly different in that they might be looking to purchase the you know solar panels themselves rather than get somebody to install them so what we did for him is dublin's up the road right we're also in another county so we bid on all the cities and towns in this county then we bid on all the ones in county dublin and then dublin itself which is like a million people it's big and then we bid on all the hundred major suburbs within dublin so washing machine repairs rathmines washing machine repairs dunleary washing machine repairs Black rocks. And then we do the same with cooker repairs. And then we do the same with oven repairs. So all the services he provides, you can almost imagine you have one list of services and it's in, in, for his appliance repairs. He's got three washing machine, cookers and oven. And then you've got a list of all the locations he serves, in which case he's got like about 200, all the areas in Dublin, Dublin itself, County Kildare, all those locations. And the trick with Google ads is when people are online and they're doing a search for solar panel installers, Charlotte, North Carolina, if you're the only ad that has Charlotte, North Carolina, solar installers, if you're the only ad that has Charlotte, NC in it, 
then people are more likely to click on that because that's what they typed in. So they're looking, they're scanning the page. You know, they, we don't really read Google. It's just too much info, isn't it? You're scanning the page, looking for the words, and then you click on it. You, you might just slow down and go, oh, yeah, okay, cool, and click. Then you come through to the page. And what are you looking for on the page? You want to see that they're a solar installation company and that they serve Charlotte, North Carolina. That's the first two things that you're looking for on the page. So if it was like, we're a solar installation company, founded in 1975, all the rest of it, you go like, well, but do you serve Charlotte, North Carolina? That's sort of what you're looking for. And you'll know this if you're looking for a chiropractor or a physio or anything, you're, you're going through the same pain yourself of looking for all these things and trying to find the location in the ad. And then when you click on the ad, you come through to the page, you want to see the actual location in the page as well. So what, what we did for him is, and that's why it's got a, such a good click, click through rate, is we went really long tail. Long tail means we got very granular with what we're bidding on. And the ads match what we're bidding on. And then the landing page matches as well. The landing page is the page that we send people to. Yeah, and I, that's super, because I am somewhat familiar with Google Ads and I have a couple accounts that have run that. Like, so I just, while you were talking, I, I typed in like solar company, Raleigh, North Carolina. And so there's, the first one says top NC solar power company. But then the second one is like a larger company, it's Gardner Energy. It's kind of more of just a generic ad. And so what you're kind of alluding to is uh, if, if I was searching for that and I was going to looking for a solar company in Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm going to be much more likely to click on the first link that mentions North Carolina than the second link that doesn't. Yeah. But then if there was an ad that actually said Raleigh NC in it, mm -hmm. you'd be more likely to click on that one. And is there one there? There is not. There's a third one there that isn't. says solar company, North Carolina. Okay. Um, so even if you click on one of the ones that said then. At North Carolina, often you might right. What most hap often happens is the ad is missing something of what you typed in. Either this, well, they're not going to miss the solar panel or solar installers part, but they might say it not quite how you typed it in. You might be looking for a solar company, so you're looking for the word solar company. So okay, solar company. Does it have the location that I typed in? Often it's not going to have the location. Right, so if you can get more granular and have the location in the ad, you will stand out compared to the competitors. That will get you more clicks. If you get more clicks, your click-through rate is higher. Google rewards you with a lower cost per click because they only earn money when someone clicks the ad. And if they figure out more people are clicking Kyle's ad than Andy's ad, then they're going to show Kyle's ad more often and they're going to reward you with a lower cost per click. And they're going to publicly tell everyone, if you, if you do well, we're going to re reward you with lower cost per click so that everybody, all the advertisers are like, right, I need to write an ad that gets a better click-through rate, which means Google earns more money, which also makes the whole uh, Google ecosystem better for users because they have better ads, which is better for Google. Yep. And it's the same thing with Facebook too, where uh, these companies want people to find what they're looking for. They want to give people good products. They want people to spend money on your service because they know that that's going to mean you're going to spend more money on advertising and so it's always in their best interest to connect people with some what they're actually interested in so you're very right that you're going to get better costs depending on how well your ad is performing um let me ask you do you find with google ads do you ever have any problems with price shoppers because i think that's one of the things that uh concerns a lot of people in the solar industry, at least people I've talked to, is because when they go to Google, they're actually, they're actively looking for something. 
And that means that they're probably going to be a little bit more likely to click on various links and maybe just like try to get a quote as easily as possible. Do you ever find that when you, when you're working on your type of accounts? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, if you think of the life cycle of somebody who's looking for solar panels to get them installed in their house, right? They're going to sit down, pretend, like imagine they're at a barbecue and they see somebody's solar panels and he says, oh, they're brilliant, blah, 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 gives them all the info. And you go home and you go, right, I'm, I must check that out tomorrow. So you go to Google and you might just type in solar panels. Okay. You, you, oh yeah, I must have a go. I must uh, look up solar panels. That search term indicates that you're right at the start of your search cycle on Google. You know nothing about solar panels. Otherwise, you'd have typed in a more educated search. Yeah, you're just typing it in. What are they? Then you might, so you read up on them. Go, oh, okay, this is, that's how they work. And then you might read a little bit more and go, there's grants for solar panels. Oh, is there? Brilliant. So now you go back to Google. You, from whatever page you were reading, you click the back button. You go back to Google, and you now type in solar panel grants. Yeah. That search term indicates you know a bit more than the person who typed in solar panels. Then you learn a bit more and they go, okay, so there's different types of companies that install them, or there's contractors install them, et cetera, et cetera. So you've learned some more words from whatever page you read them on. You go back to Google and you type in something else to learn a bit more. And that what you're doing, I like to imagine it as you're educating yourself from the bottom of a hill where you're a browser, you're just sitting there with a cup of coffee going, oh, what's solar panels? And then you're becoming a bit of a researcher. You've got a bit between your teeth now. And your, your, your search terms are getting more and more educated as you go and read something, you go back to Google, type something else in. So you're dragging yourself up this hill, getting more educated. But there's no point kind of trying to sell anything to those people yet because they're sort of educating themselves. They're getting themselves up to this top of the hill. And once they're up there, you know, the, the cup of coffee might go down, right? Okay, now they, they might become a shopper. So they go from being a browser to a researcher. Now at the top, they're a shopper. They're looking around for prices. They're looking around, well, who can come out to me who can do the, the size that I want, uh, the prices as well. So they are looking around. Their search terms will indicate that they're close to buying, but they're doing research. And those search terms might be very similar to a buying search term, which is somebody who's got the credit card or phone in hand. They want to buy now. Okay, so that person might be typing in uh, solar panel install installers rally, North Carolina. Okay, that's also very similar to the, what the, sh the shop is doing. They're typing that in. They want to see who's available. They might click on all four ads that are there. They might click on all the ads, fill in all the contactors' forms, contact everybody, whatever, get a quote, you know? So they're going to do, they're potentially going to do that. So you might not necessarily want to be in top ad position. Being in fourth ad position might work just as well because somebody might go through and fill them all in. You know, it's, if it's going to be like a reasonably expensive purchase then somebody's going to do much more research before they before they pull the trigger so yes there is a phase i like to think of it as people going through being a browser they're browsing on google to being a researcher to then becoming a shopper that's them getting up to the top of the hill and then i imagine them coming down the hill they've got some search terms some search terms indicate they want to install it now they've got an emergency or whatever but those search terms indicate they've got a credit card in hand or they've got money in hand and they're just looking for someone to give it to. Yeah. So yeah. really simplistically, I separate people as being, whenever they do a search, I look at the search term and go, right, is that somebody searching with a cup of coffee in their hand or with a credit card? Yeah. If it's a cup of coffee, they're looking for information. If it's a credit card, they're looking to contact somebody or, or to you know, buy something immediately. I love that because it simplifies the 
it just kind of simplifies it in a way of is it a buy are they in a buy it now mode like are they looking to to make a phone call are they looking to call someone about this do they have their credit card in hand or all that are they just browsing and for people that don't know about google google because it's a it's a bidding marketplace like those prices are kind of already set into the price where um you if you are looking to if you are advertising for a search term that's like who invented the solar panel uh, and your ad pops up, that's going to cost a lot less than when someone says, but like solar installer near me. And so the, the, that pricing is already kind of weighed in. But I think one of the things that a lot of people who is probably more like do it yourselfers when they do Google ads is they, they do what Google tells them. They're like, Oh, well, we're advertising for solar. And then basically Google is going to show your ad to almost any search term that's related to solar panels, whether it's what are solar panels made of? Who invented the solar panel? What is the, the best brand? I mean, that, that one's actually a little bit better, but the idea is that each different term has a cost to it and some are gonna be more effective than others. So you really wanna yeah. focus your time and your money on search terms that are related to buying decisions. So people that yeah. are like looking for someone near them, people that are looking, like even how much does it cost? Like those people are a little bit farther up the hill as you talked about. Um, and I think that's always, that's always very important. So let me ask you, what would your advice be to someone if they were looking to do Google ads, um, for themselves? Like what, what would your advice be to someone who wanted to get started and test it out? Um, right. What you want to do is start with a very low daily budget. Okay. With Google ads, you can learn and get data without getting any clicks. Okay. So you could. I would recommend that they pick a list of all the services they provide or all the ways people might search for them as a local business. So like solar panel company, solar installers, you know, those kind of words. So you do the keyword research, you find those kind of words, get a list of all the locations that you serve. And maybe if it's like a big city, any suburbs within it, and then you just create ads for each of them. So you'd, you'd create an, like getting technical, right? You don't, you know, you, you can find this on Google, loads of ways of how to create ad groups, but you create one ad group and it might be solar installers, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. In that you have the keyword solar installers, Charlotte, North Carolina with pluses in front of them. The pluses indicate that the search term that somebody types in must have though each of those words in, in any order, possibly with other words in between. Okay. So that's quite tight. They have to have typed in solar installers and then a location. And then your ad that you create in that ad group, you put the location. So charlotte solar installers that's it your headline so that matches You've got one-to-one -one relationship between the keyword and the the ad and what i recommend to people is you always start with campaigns where you insist that the search term has a location in it because if someone types in solar panels they could just do research to find out what so what, what solar panels are about um, even if you typed in window repairs you know you might be doing that to get a YouTube video to go and do it yourself. But if you type in window repairs, Charlotte, North Carolina, you're actually now looking for a local service business. So I would tell everybody to start, if you're a local service business, start by loading up all your services and insisting that each of the search terms that you're, you're going to show for. So all your keywords have location, locations in them as well. What that will do is reduce how often your ads show. So if someone just types in solar panels, your ads won't show. If some, another good one, you've mentioned it already, solar panels near me. So that's the second set of campaigns. But the first set of campaigns is solar panels and then all the locations, solar installers, all the locations. Yes. So that would reduce the number of times that you show, but you're only going to show when people have, are shopping 
or about to buy, which which is kind of similar. You know, if you, they've got themselves at the top of the hill, are they at the top or running down, ready to give the money to someone? It's kind of a moot point. If you've got the right offer, they might buy from you. Yeah. So, and you would have uh, different, obviously different ads that call out each specific city. Yeah. And then with Google ads, obviously you don't have, I know that actually they have like a version of lead forms now, but for the most part, Google ads, you're, you're sending them to a landing page. And I believe yeah. your recommendation is that each landing page is custom to what that search term was as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were saying that before that if your ad has the location in it, so like uh, the simple formula is if someone's looking for solar installers, Charlotte, your ad says Charlotte solar installers, because they're looking for the location. You know, that's going to be on the left. They're going to be, oh, there it is, Charlotte North. Uh, and it looks like the name of a, potentially a name of a business, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, so you get that part done. Brilliant. Now, when they click on the ad, come through to the page, I like to have like a headline. My default is to have a headline where I want them to go, yes, thank God I found you. So a headline might be, are you looking for a solar install? Are you looking for solar installers in Charlotte? Question mark. Then that's it. I just land. And if you answer, so if you ask them that, I like to think in my head, okay, let's come up with a question where they go, yes, thank God I found you as the answer. Now you can come up with better ones than that, but by default, that's what I sort of go for. So if someone types in solar panels, Charlotte, solar installers, Charlotte, sorry, the ad says Charlotte solar, solar installers, the hit come through to the page. It says looking for solar installers in Charlotte, question mark. That's it. You've got the headline has done most of your work now where they go, oh, right. So you, you, do, you do solar installations and you're in Charlotte or you serve Charlotte. Brilliant. Then you can sort of segue into your, into your bullet points, why you, should, um, why you should do business with us and then come up to your call to action. Your call to action might be like request a free callback, get a booking, check availability whatever you can test all those sort of things but like i like the headline to match what was in the ad and what they were looking for and you might be wondering oh my goodness if there's like five different ways of people looking for it and you've got 10 locations 50 combinations how would you have 50 pages well a you could go and create 50 pages or you could create a page and have, do what's called a dynamic headline where in the url of the ad getting a bit techy i suppose you're going to pass through what the location is and what they're looking for or maybe you just pass through what the headline is and then that page accepts that from the url and just shows a dynamic headline so if they click on a different ad you'd see a different headline on the landing page do you with google ads one of the i guess one of the concerns that i have or that i think about is uh, excuse me is getting clicks from people that are considered your competitors because I, I look at it when I, cause I know, for example, as a marketer myself, I go and I look at when I'm looking at different ads, I click on all of them. And the reason that that's a bigger concern on Google is because number one, it's easier to find because you just have to go and type something in. Um, and, but number two is Google's cost per click. I mean, in the solar industry, we're probably talking about cost per click of, I would say around $10. It's been a while since I've even, even thought about playing yeah. around with it, but the, do you ever have any problems where you notice that you're, you're getting clicks that aren't exactly from potential clients? Oh, yeah, yeah, do, you, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you have any, do you use any software? Do you have any strategies? To yeah, avoid there's, that? Um, I've seen clients, particularly locksmiths, um, where I, they must, I don't know what's going on in, in that industry, but they must have bots running to click other people's ads or something. But I, you know, I've got clients where they spent two grand in the morning um, and we have to set a massive budget 
And then at the end of the day, Google does figure out that a lot of it's click fraud and it's only cost them 700 for that day or whatever. Maybe it's a week, sorry. I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Actually, I think two, two and a half grand in the day and then 700 a week, uh, 700 for the day in reality. So there is some click fraud going on. That's the worst I've seen. Most of the time, I don't worry about it for clients. It just, it's just not, I mean, that, that's like real intentional, isn't it? Where they've got little bots running or something. But I think the, those cli- that client, A, Google figures it out and refunds it a lot of the time immediately. And then also, I think there's software that they, you can use. Click C's might, might be one of them. Um, I've never really installed it for clients because it don't really have it as a problem most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, obviously, like people do searches and they click on people's ads just to see what's going on. And then you've got the, the likes of yourself che- checking out landing pages to see if like that landing page is better than your client's landing page or whatever. See, so, I gotta be, I gotta be quiet now though, because now everyone's going to message me after watching this. They're like, you're the reason my clicks are so hot or my costs are so high. Huh? But Google's Google is very good at figuring out that some one IP address, you know, one location has clicked a few times and not, and, and had done the search a few times. And even if you'll notice it yourself, if you do a search on Google, and you do the search maybe three or four times. After a while, the ads just stop showing. Google figures out that, well, you, you didn't click on the, the ads before. You're obviously not looking for those ads. They stop showing them. Um, so, like, Google is smart at this. And I have bit worked in businesses where, yeah, you get a big old refund at the end of the month of, like, what Google considers fraudulent clicks or invalid clicks as well. That's, that's so nice of Google, you know, they're like, oh yeah, we're taking tens of thousands of dollars from you a month. Here's $600 of fraud back. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I think that people can do as well is using, uh, obviously geographic targeting. I think a lot to way too many people, yeah. um, leave their geographic targeting way too broad where, uh, like specifically if you have some, like even, I mean, even looking at, uh, this for that I typed in right here, solar company in North Carolina. I live in Utah. My IP address is in Utah. I don't have any, never even been to North Carolina. Um, And there are ways that you can set it up so that your ad shouldn't necessarily show to someone like me so that I can't click on it and cost you money. Um, And that's something to keep in mind too. Uh, Although I would recommend people do have ads shown in Utah. Okay. If somebody somebody types in solar panels, um, Charlotte, North Carolina, and they're in New York. You don't know why they're doing it. They could be on holiday in New York at the time. They could be doing the, the research for uh, their dad who doesn't know how to use the internet or whatever. You know, so I, I, for something like that, I would probably go really broad because you're insisting there's a location in the search term. Now, why would you type in solar panels, Charlotte, North Carolina? Don't know why, but you, you insisted that you've, it was Charlotte, okay? So I would almost suggest that you'd run that across the whole of the US, except for the fact that there might be more than one Charlotte in the whole of the US. You don't want duplicates. So maybe it's just a statewide campaign. And then, right, so that's one style of campaign. I kind of mentioned that's the one you'd start with where you insist that people put a location in. The other style of campaign is where you would target people within Charlotte or maybe 10 miles, a radius of 10 miles around Charlotte who type in solar installers near me you mentioned near me before. Obviously, you don't want people in New York seeing your ad if you say if they typed in solar panel installers near me. They have to be near you 
when they do that search. So that's where you would target people uh, 10, 20 miles around Charlotte. Okay, but I would probably go, I would go a lot broader for people who are, who are typing in the location in a search term. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's smart. And one of the things I've been thinking about now that we're talking is, um, I remember I, I was actually doing Google ads for a lot of uh, businesses, um, chiropractors, appliance repairmen, um, all these different industries. And I remember what I used to do is I used to like search for specific ones that were near me or specific ones, specific cities. And then I would go and find companies that were probably advertising in the wrong market. And I'd use that as like a prospecting tool. Um, so that I keep that's once again, people are going to hate me because they're like, you're, they're going to blame me for every single click they get. That's not a customer. Um, uh, market, all marketers are evil. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, we're not all evil. We're just all, uh, insanely. I, I don't know what the word is, but let's move on. Uh, I have a question regarding, um, cause one of the things that I've started experimenting with is YouTube ads. Um, yep. and YouTube is great. It's definitely, I think a higher, it's like almost it's almost a combination of like the benefits of Google and Facebook where you have the ability to kind of interrupt someone when they're doing something. So they're not necessarily actively searching for your product, but you mm -hmm. can target them when they're searching for specific information. Um, and, and I think it's a really powerful tool. Um, do you have any experience using YouTube ads or any of the other um, uh, kind of platforms that Google provides? I know that there's a yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, that's what I like about Google ads. Like, um, I specifically like the paid search stuff because it's kind of simple. It's like they've typed this in. That's what they're looking for. Um, what you've also got is like obviously YouTube ads and you've got the Google display network, which is where you could have ads, either text or image ads or banner ads that could appear on, on blogs or other websites that, are, that have opted in to have AdSense ads appear on their website. So your ads would appear on those blogs potentially. Um, you can have Gmail ads where ads can appear in Gmail. You, if you've got Gmail, you'll, you'll possibly see that in the promotions tab. There's a couple of ads in there and that those could get triggered on sort of keywords as well. So work for insurance company and they were bidding on renewals and stuff like that. So ads would appear, their ads would appear when the consumer got an, got a, a letter, an email, sorry, from their insurer saying you're renew you're due for a new renewal of your insurance and whatnot so ads would appear then uh, youtube is great i've used it for a few clients i'd like to get a lot better at it I, i'm i'm kind of trying to get better at it at the moment what i've noticed is you can get insanely low cost per views your ad you know one cent two cent etc um that's if you're targeting a very broad area but for say solar panel installation you could then you could target you know Charlotte plus twenty miles, and just have your ads running. Almost put no demographics on it. You you probably want to put some age demographics on it, and you could either just let it do what's called a run of the market. Just have hardly any criteria. Just let them run. So it's almost like a, a branding campaign that's like on TV. You have this little ad running, um, and maybe only pay when people watch more than thirty seconds of the video or click on it. If your video is two minutes long and people opt out, uh, stop watching it before the 30 seconds you don't pay great um and you can or you could also target people like audiences the same as in facebook maybe there's people and they're interested in like home improvements and stuff like that so you maybe run ads to them so it's it is like yeah youtube is really interesting it's like if a search engine and a social media platform had a baby 
it's kind of a mixture of both isn't it there's a serious element to it it really is because i just recently started playing with youtube and um it was interesting because i'm i was i am familiar with the google ads platform and obviously youtube is within the google ads platform um and you're right views are cheap i think the funny thing is you realize that how hard it is to make an engaging video that people actually don't just press the skip button immediately um and i think the thing I love about the idea of Google ad or YouTube ads is kind of what you just talked about where it's as if they had a baby. So you can create your specific ad and you can show it when they type in a specific search term. You can show it when they meet these specific reason or when they, they meet this uh, criteria as far as like demographic information. And then you can even go in there and put it in front of specific videos. And the reason that seems super attractive to me, the marketing guy, is because I think about when someone's saying, okay, I'm looking at like, okay, let's say a review for a Tesla car or something. If someone's like looking and searching for and watching these videos about like yeah. reviewing a product, then they're obviously interested in that product. You can use that for solar panels. You can use it for appliances. You can use it for almost anything. And you can really target people when they might be interested and like be like, Hey, I know you're watching this video, but just know that uh, you can click this. We'll open a new window. And we'll ask you a few questions to make sure that we get the best possible deal or whatever, I mean, obviously your pitch has to be a little bit better than that. But I think it's it's definitely super interesting and it's uh, just an incredible platform. And this, the second thing is video kind of adds a, a level of, um, a little bit higher level of skill needed, meaning that there's less competition because it, not everyone knows how to use YouTube ads. Not everyone knows how to make a decent video and to get a response and all that kind of stuff. Where, especially like in the Facebook world where I'm from, there's there's scammers every every around every single corner of. Uh, I hear horror stories weekly about people that they talk to this person about Facebook ads and that person took their money and ran because a lot of people seem to think that if you take uh, a two hour course on Facebook ads, you're qualified to run your own agency. And so, um, yeah, YouTube is definitely uh, something that I've been keeping my eye on, and I, I was curious to hear about. Um, I, I'm very excited about YouTube, like Google ads and YouTube. It's, it's, in, it's very easy for me to segue into it because it's the same platform. It can run on keywords. And then it's also got all the audience stuff as well. And like you say, it's harder to create a video. So less people are doing it. So there's a barrier to entry. So if you can get over that barrier, then there's less people on the other side, isn't there? And you can do things like you were talking about that, that, that those first few seconds of the video are crucial but you're not get, trying to get people to watch them necessarily. You want the people who, don't, who aren't your market, who aren't interested to, to click on skip. You know, like sales is a filtering process. Yes, you want those to filter themselves out and the others to filter through. And then if your video is X minutes long or X seconds long, you can then add people who've watched more than 50% of it or 75% of your video onto a retargeting list. And then you send those people specific videos and you target those people because they've expressed an interest or or they went away and put the kettle on or something like that but you know yeah so no. it's it's like a script you're not trying to get everybody to go through but you know but the same with a google ads landing page probably the same with a facebook ad and landing page you've got to get people's attention immediately and let them know whether it's for them or not so like when people hit a page, are you looking for X, Y, Z in ABC location, question mark? And they go, no, totally not. I was looking for red shoes. What's going on here? <laughs> go away. <laughs> in fact, you want your ad to, to, to filter them out as well. You know, that's why you want your ad to be specific about what's on the page and target people 
who are typing in what something that indicates they'd be interested in your offer in the first place. I mean, that, that's the, that's the beauty of marketing. Well, that's marketing 101 is getting sales happen when you get the right person to the right offer at the right time, you know? So it's, it's more of a screening process. And that, I think the beauty of YouTube, the beauty of Google and Facebook is they have so much data about what people are doing that we can't access. But if you get a bit of data into your account you can let their algorithm try and figure stuff out. And I've heard that the YouTube al- algorithm is amazing. They can oh. like, there's big YouTube agencies and they've got real smart guys trying to create demographics and audiences and all the rest of it. And then they're saying like, you know, the algorithm itself, give it enough data. It can beat them. You know, they're almost like, yep, just load something with no targeting, put some goals on it so that like you know once to get a conversion and then it want a conversion to cost x amount and kind of let the platform figure it out yeah it's it's definitely interesting how we, we do put a lot of faith in the algorithms and these softwares because they are um good at they're good at what they do like facebook lookalike audiences where you can take a list of customers that have closed a deal in the last six months and you can use that and facebook will just kind of find an audience that matches that kind of yeah. demographic and it, it typically works pretty well um it's really scary to think about actually how much data those companies have um and and i i always like to like dream of this world where they like completely just let like basically unlimited targeting options um and let the marketers know like with the full power of their platform um, I think really... our heads would melt. I think all of our heads would melt. I think like, like... Yeah, Google Google has this similar thing. It's like in-market audiences. They can tell that somebody's in the market to buy a house from search terms they've typed in, even though they might not, the particular one they type in now or the particular video they're watching now might not be related, but they've got that history of what you were doing the last few weeks. So they know, or they know that you're about to have a baby or something like that. Yeah. It's just incredible. But what's really interesting about YouTube, right? Second biggest search engine in the world behind Google and it's right. So you go to Google to and, find and they're stuff. both the same company, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, YouTube's number two, but Google's number one and they're both Google. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then Google, uh, sorry, you go to YouTube to, to, to learn things typically watch a video, learn something. And we were talking earlier about um, the two types of searches on Google. You've got the buyers and the info seekers. People are looking to buy something and they've got a credit card or a phone in the hand and then people are looking to learn something. So they've got, cup of coffee in their hand that's what i typically think of it those people you can do something with those if somebody's looking for solar panels you know often it's going to be a school kid doing a, a project or something but maybe there's some other words that they're not quite ready to buy yet but they're looking for information so what you do with those people if they if there's a lot of people looking for particular search you know information you send them to a page and you give them that information and so they go whoa uncle kyle is great why don't i stay on uncle kyle's site and learn about all this stuff instead of hopping backwards and forwards to Google all the time. And if they do another search on Google and they find, oh, look, he's telling me about all the grants and what I can do and how to get them. This guy knows his stuff. Why am I, why am I going to Google? Google's hard work. I'll just stay and learn from him. And what you're doing is you're taking them up that hill. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for making it to the end of my little podcast here. That means you're one of the dozens and dozens of true supporters, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, I think if you made it all the way to the end, that means that you at least didn't hate the episode. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate that you uh, made it all the way through. And uh, since you're one of our dozens of supporters, I would love if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit that follow button or whatever platform you're on, maybe go ahead and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We 
appreciate that you tuned in to listen and we look forward to you listening again soon.